Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. It's Sunday evening. Uh, we had two big fight nights last night, one in Dublin, one in Las Vegas. Let's start with uh, Las Vegas, Gareth. I didn't watch the fight live in the early hours in the morning, but I recorded it on Sky and uh, watched it without knowing the result. So I didn't check my phone when I woke up in the morning, watched the fight, and I felt like 115-113 to Devon, was more than fair enough. And then I went on social media and it was like, this has been the, the biggest robbery of all time. Um, was it a robbery last night? No, it wasn't a robbery. Um, I scored it 115, 113 to Devin Haney as well. But there were some very, very close rounds in there. I wouldn't have argued with a draw. It's only one round either way there. And I wouldn't have argued with 115, 113 for Loma either. Um, I think Dave Moretti scored round... 10, yeah, to Haney, which was definitely a Loma round, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely... Um, it, 10 and 11, he was very strong. 10 was probably his best round. Uh, Loma's best round. It was certainly a very clear round for Loma. So that was odd, but that would still have made it 15-13 to Haney. Um, so, um, you know, it it was one of those fights where... It never fully ignited. It was, a, it, was, it was a genuine chess match. It was a brilliant and absorbing fight to watch. I watched it live, um, you know, with matchsticks holding my eyes open at that point because um, it had been, been a very long night at Talk Sports mm-hmm. doing a range of interviews with a lot of different people and covering the Katie Taylor fight live uh, against Chantel Cameron uh, from Dublin. Um, no, it's I, I, but I do think that that it's worthy of a rematch. Believe it or not, um, Haney and uh, and Lomachenko because it wasn't absolutely clear um, in many ways, and I don't think Haney wants a rematch. Shaka Stevenson was there in the ring. I think he beats both of them. Um, I really do, and I felt that for some time. Um, but it was a fascinating fight. At times, it, their styles didn't gel together, but I thought Lomachenko um, mastered Haney's jab um, and took it away from him. I thought Lomachenko landed a lot of significant punches towards the end of that bout. He landed the more telling punches. If you weren't scoring it, 
uh, which I say all the time. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you weren't scoring it in the generality of watching a fight sometimes, you see another person as clearly being the winner. Mm. Um, and weirdly, um, when I haven't checked my scorecard before and I've been really busy writing and scoring, I've thought one person's won the fight. And when you check back on your scorecard, the other person's won it. Boxing is weird, and, and that's occasional, very occasional. Boxing is weird like that. And people may be going, what the hell are you on about? But that does happen. It's a weird algorithm, the 10-point must system. Um, so, look, it was a close fight. I was really pleased for Lomachenko. The heart, in one's heart was driving him on. Obviously, he was a big favourite in the arena. He had the massive support. Haney was booed in there. That's not a bad thing, because he can win people over in his career. Um, I didn't like the shove. Well... I didn't mind the shove at the way in, but all that did was make Lomachenko more determined in my view. Um, both of them put on a terrific performance. And there are still question marks about how far, how great Haney can be. But that was, in my view, his first very, very elite opponent. Um, and he handled it very well. Um, I'd love to see them do another 12 rounds together. There was a lot of tying up in the fight as well. Yeah. Um, it wasn't it wasn't a pure standoff boxing match completely. I thought it was a great spectacle. The atmosphere at the MGM Grand Garden Arena, place I've been probably, I want to say 50 times, maybe even more. It's always amazing there with Studio A and Studio B, the big media rooms. It looked like an amazing week out there. Um, yeah, I think Lomachenko deserves a rematch. I don't think an appeal's going to get them anywhere. Um, I don't see it, apart from that one round that comes into play with uh, Dave Moretti's score in that 10th round, which made it 116-112 for Haney. But look, if top rank want to make that fight again, I think it's a bigger fight the second time around. Um, if people do see it as controversial. What added to the controversy was that Bob Arum wasn't happy with the scoring. A lot of people, it might be one of those fights where when you were live there as well, you felt that Lomachenko was doing the better work. Um, I thought he was terrific. And we, as we know, he's overmatched in that division. Um, he's clearly not a big lightweight, um, but it was, a, it was a great spectacle. And I, and I'm really pleased that Lomachenko's stock hasn't fallen at all after that fight, in my view. Yeah, I think I know what exactly what you're talking about. The eye-catching stuff, especially when Haney's head was getting popped back. And, you know, the eye-catching shots were definitely from Lomachenko. And he had some great moments in, in each round, really. But especially in the first half of the fight, Devin was consistently landing to Lomachenko's body. And across the the whole round, the duration of the three minutes, to me, it looked like Devin was was outlanding him. I'm not sure about the punch stats, but I thought he was doing more consistent work, be it not the more eye-catching eye stuff. 
Yeah, you're right about the body attacks, actually. And I know we'll talk about body attacks in the other fight as well. Um, it, it was interesting that it was a great tactic of his because he couldn't get his jab off because Loma was moving in and sideways and crabbing and being lateral. And he's such an amazing mover. There were moments in the fight when you watch his movement where he pirouettes away, he goes into Haney and pirouettes to the sides, which is a, a skill that Alexander Usyk has as well, by the way. Yeah, um, I, I remember in the rematch, Joshua really did try his best in Saudi Arabia to go to the body of Usyk. Yeah, yeah, but couldn't couldn't get there. Mm. Couldn't get there. I mean, so they're very, very clever fighters. Um, um, you know, a lot of people will have wanted Lomachenko to win that fight as well. But it was a great spectacle. As I say, my feeling is, let's see it again. There's more to go there, in my view. And there's a genuine beef between them. They didn't seem to, to do that big respect thing afterwards either. Um, mm. There was still beef there. And obviously, top rank cleverly got Shaka Stevenson in the ring as well. It's a great division. It really is. You throw Tank Davis into the mix with those three. And Keyshawn Davis coming up, of course, as well. Andy Cruz, I think he's lightweight as well, isn't he? Um, Eddie Hearn's new signing. Yeah. He can end up the best of all of them. But he's got a way to go yet, of course. Even though it was um, Devin's best win last night, um... Oh, by far, by of far, course, by the way, course. by far. Yeah, even though that was his best win, do you, th in your mind, um, the Shackles' chances improve against Devon off the back of last night? No, it just makes me think that against, I think Shaka sees openings in the door that other people don't see. Um, he, he, he sees. He, he, he times people. He, he he's he's probably got more power than Lomachenko as well. Um, I just think he's better. I, I just think he's a level above all of them. Do you think potentially? Uh, I know he hasn't got the wins at the moment to to make this claim, but in terms of talent and potentially he could be the the pound for pound number one king in a couple of years, even maybe in one year. Do you think he's that good? If he, if he has a Haney fight, a Lomachenko fight, a Tank Davis fight, if he beats those three, I think he's pound for pound number one. Yeah, I do. I really do. Especially with the heavyweights not doing anything at the moment and and, and the other and Terence Crawford and Errol Spence not fighting. And I mean, we still don't know whether that fight's definitely on, do we? Um, look, I think there's just something special about him. And I really do hope that if we don't get Lomachenko and Haney in a rematch, that we get maybe Shaka fights Lomachenko next. Um, that's an amazing fight as well. Absolutely amazing fight. Yeah, maybe um, the winner fights Devin. Yeah. And the winner fights Devin, yeah. yeah. Top rank promote all three. It's easy to do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's move across to Dublin. Before we get to the main event, a very disappointing night for, for Gary Cully and a bit of a shock loss, Gareth. What are your thoughts on, on that? It's dangerous bringing Mexicans over, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Old Jose. They're, they're, Jose Felix, wasn't it? Um, they are very hungry fighters, the Mexicans, and we may find that out this weekend 
in uh, in a couple of fights uh, in uh, in where was it Manchester and in Dublin uh, Belfast rather Belfast. Um, yeah with um, with the Conlon fight and also the Lee Wood fight of course fighting two Mexicans now look. Um, Conor McGregor ended up in a row, apparently. The notorious MMA ended up in a row with, with Eddie Hearn over this. Why was Gary Cully in such a difficult fight at this stage? And uh, he just got caught, you know? Um, hopefully he can come back from this. Um, but as I say, that Me- Mexico uh, treats boxing as its national sport. And you have tons of amazing young fighters and stars coming out of there who come here and know that boxing's big on this side of the world at the moment and they take this as their opportunity it's their world title fight it's their chance to shine look how big mauricio uh lara has become um you know and luis alberto could do the same in belfast at the weekend as i say you know we already know that they're formidable fighters um and they, they grow up hard. They grow up hard in their gyms. The sparring's brilliant. The depth and strength in different weight divisions is, is amazing. Listen, it was, a, it, was, it was a horrible knockout. But we'll find out if Cully's got it in him to come back now. Yeah, let's hope he has. Um, yeah, Cameron, fair, fair decision in that fight? Taking that. I've got it a draw, by the way. Oh, 95, okay. 95, but that's because, again... Those two-minute rounds fly by, um, and um, it was it was a close fight, but I thought Katie Taylor looked pretty ragged, ragged, and was unraveling early in the fight. Not to mention her hair unraveling that they had to tie up with hand wraps, you know, with tape. Um, Chantel Cameron again targeted the body cleverly. Taylor had very eye-catching moments, rather like Lomachenko. Um, But I do feel at 36, I really do think the end is nigh for her, that that the swan song fight is coming. And if they can make Chantel Cameron at lightweight, she's got an opportunity of potentially winning. That five pounds that Chantel, she's agreed to do that, hasn't she, in principle? in a rematch to, to do it at lightweight, um, not at uh, super lightweight, there is a chance that Katie, who can make adjustments, could win win back. But the champion in there, Chantel Cameron, who retained her title, looks like the champion all night. Very solid, high guard, kept to her game plan, very composed. And it was Katie that looked like she was unraveling the whole time. She looked fatigued early on. Um, she again, she gave everything in there. But I say this not out of being overly critical of Katie, but the two Delphine Pursuit fights, the Tasha Jonas fight, Amanda Serrano a year ago. These fights are t- taking it out of her uh, after 22 pro fights. All those years as an amateur, she's 36. And I think time is catching up with her um, and she's visibly slowing um, and to take nothing away from Chantel Cameron, um, from um, her team, Jamie Moore, Nigel Travers, all those guys, they always do a fantastic job. They had a superb game plan. 
She stepped in behind her jab. She let her hands go to the body the whole time. It did slow Katie Taylor. Taylor didn't really have an answer. It was a very disappointing night on what was a very romantic and exhilarating homecoming. The walkout, the atmosphere, the love and adoration for Katie Taylor, and rightly so, an inspiration in the sports, a catalyst for change um, in bringing women's boxing. But I really do think the signs of her slowing are there, Umar. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I think the signs are there that she's very close to the end. Well, there wasn't much love ringside between um, Kel Brook and Connor Ben. Thoughts on their clash? Um, well, I mean, they're not going to clash anytime soon because Conor Ben's still on a hearing. No, I mean, the actual clash that, well, if you can call it a clash, a scuffle last night. Well, I think, um, what? listen, again, all I saw was a couple of little videos. Conor barged into him on the way through, barged or tapped into him with his shoulder, did that shoulder knock and said something, didn't he? Like, you better stay retired, otherwise you're going to get hurt. Nothing wrong with that. But it did upset Kel in the middle of an interview, and he, he let rip, didn't he? So, uh, you know, it was it was a little bit of drama. Um, who wouldn't want to see those two in a ring? Maybe. Kel fancies another fight. I think Connor wins that, I'm afraid, for Kel. Um, I, d I do agree with Connor on that. I think he beats Kel right now. Um so, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe if he's had his hearing by the time Katie Taylor and Chantal Cameron rematch, um, then they'll be on the card together. No, they'll be on their own card. I do think they'll have a clever, but just to go back to Taylor and Cameron for a minute, I do think they'll have a, a little think about it um, because Serrano may be a better opponent than than Chantel Cameron in the rematch. But knowing Katie, who's a warrior, she wants the toughest challenges. She made the adjustments against Delphine Pursoon after that um, June 2019 Madison Square Garden fight. And she did win the second fight. I, I had her losing that first fight by a round um, against Delphine Pursoon. So um, knowing Katie, she probably will take that fight. And if Chantel Cameron wants to make it at lightweight, the rematch is a big fight, isn't it? You know, um, and hopefully Eddie Hearn can get involved. And if Conor McGregor's involved again, they can get it at Croke Park in front of 80,000 this time. Well, two undisputed clashes last night, both and still, but we could see two rematches off the back of it. Who knows? Gareth, uh, thank you very much for your time. Uh, we'll speak soon. All right. Cheers, Umar. Sports Social Podcast Network.